Tal Backman is our uh, first guest of uh, the show, in case you hadn't figured. He's uh, turned out to be actually a good friend of the show. He's been on the show numerous times and has shared his wealth of wisdom. Yes, he's the she's so high guy. But uh, I first found out about Tal really with uh, Bill Maher's mockumentary, Religious. And I watched him sit there on, I think it was like a windowsill that you were seated on when you were being interviewed. Yeah. And, Something weird like that. Yeah, and then I, I said, this guy's got way more to share. It was such a short little clip, and so I reached out to you, and, man, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Back when you were 27. <laughs> it was 22 or 3. 3, maybe, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, he has a bit of a pedigree being the son of, what's his name? Uh, from the Guess Who? Uh, they sing a song called American Woman. Uh, Backman Turner Overdrive, Taking Care of Business. That's one of their songs. And this gentleman that you are the son of just dropped you off at the studio and loaned you a guitar. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Because your dad is known for his his guitar collection. Yes. He has had many. Does he... Uh, do, wait, does he still have the humidified, goofy place out on the island on the Vancouver no. thing or whatever? <clears throat> no, he did when we... I, I guess I've mentioned this before, but growing up, there was a room set aside that was locked. No right. one could enter without permission. And inside, there were hundreds of guitars set up with the humidifier, and yeah. you know, everything was perfectly <laughs> set. Well, uh, you know, in, in, it's like a bodega. I guess so. I don't know what what is that again? for cigars. Oh, that okay. Yeah. Or yeah, wine okay. sometimes. I have to catch up on my smoking <laughs> lingo, but um, you ex more well, than I mean, you. I mean, in explanation of that, I mean, many of those guitars were one of a kind, very rare prototypes. They were guitars that the original manufacturers did not have. Wow, they had no copies of them, so he eventually sold most of them. He did. Yeah, on eBay. Um, yeah, it was the pawn shop. I think. <laughs> the things, pawn things, were, shop. <laughs> things were tough, you know. Uh, Bucking up. Yeah, he was busking in front of the liquor store. And I feel just, bad for him. I feel. Um, I just want to. Uh, I want to go through this uh, bio that I came across on your whatever site it is, Reverb Nation, maybe or something. I don't know. What? Okay, well, I didn't write that. No, I know, but that's okay. why I want to go through it because okay. it oh, didn't great. sound like you. Great. Here we go. All right, here we go. Tal Backman got his musical break when executives at EMI uh, Music Publishing in New York City heard a demo tape. True or not true? Uh, Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, And aided him in securing a record deal with Columbia Records. True. Bob Rock of Aerosmith. Really? Bob Rock of Aerosmith, Motley Crue, and Skid Row fame signed on to co-produce his debut album. (laughs) True. Okay. His first album, Tal Backman, that's what it was called, Tal Backman, oddly enough, featured what would eventually become its hit single, She's So High, which reached number one on three different radio formats in Canada. True? Well, I assume so. I don't. What formats? I have no idea. Like, that's not a country thing, is it? I guess it could be a little country. No, it was not on a country format, but it would have been like, maybe, I don't know. I I really don't know. Inspirational? I didn't even know at the time. (laughs) All I knew is I I was a good summer. It was getting <laughs> yeah, the like, grocery store. was on the radio. Getting my car was on the radio. Right. That was pretty. That was pretty fun. I was uh, walking the Camino. I think I sent you that clip. I tried to send it to you when I was on the Camino, but mm. I was in Lyon, looking at the big cathedral, and all of a sudden, the people I was sitting with started singing your song, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Why? So, uh, what was Canadian? The we were talking about Canadians, Canadian musicians. Talked about mm. Neil Young. Talked about I don't know other people, and then uh, somebody said, "Well, is there anybody new?" And then. Boom, it happened. Yeah, I know. That's ironic. Anyway, the album earned Backman, and we'll talk about that word later, two Juno Awards in Canada, as opposed to the Juno Awards in Spain, and much media exposure 
including appearances on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, MTV, Much Music, and E! Network, and profiles, interviews, and reviews in Rolling Stone, Q Magazine, USA Today, Interview, The LA Times, and Penthouse. Is that all true? Penthouse? Wait <laughs> <Why>? a <Okay, laughs> second. <laughs> Just seeing if you're paying I attention. see where your mind is. Just seeing if you're paying well, attention. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I actually <clears throat> I declined an interview with Penthouse. Shut up. Yeah. That was just yeah. weird that I would bring that up and yeah. you would say that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a freelance guy. Yeah. And oh, so he could have been lying? He, no, he was a freelance guy, and, he, and he'd and he booked an interview with all the right people, and he didn't know who he was going to sell the interview to yet. Oh, okay. And it just so happened. Of course, I was a devout Mormon at the time. Right. And so we just started to chat before the interview, and I, you know, we were a little freelance. And he was a German guy. Yeah. It's like, but I might you know, sell it. So yeah. The boat is sinking. Yeah, and, and then he rattled, you know, rattled off Penthouse, and I'm like, well, I don't want to. No. Going to get kicked out of the church. Or would you get kicked out of the church if you did an interview in Penthouse? Well, I, I don't know, but it would have looked pretty bad. Yeah. It would have been contrary to my, you know, my principles. Yeah. At the time, anyway. Sure. <laughs> well, Mormons, well, they were they're known as door knockers. Oi! Uh, in support of the record, Backman toured as an opening act for Brian Adams. Yeah. The Bare Naked Ladies, and also toured in his own right. A few years ago, Taylor Swift invited Tal to perform at her concert in Vancouver. Is that all accurate, sir? Yeah, that is, actually. I don't know who wrote that. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if they got any money for that. Um, We talk about this ad nauseum, but it really is a thing that I come across uh, often, because I'm a name dropper, and you're you're kind of a big deal, and so I, as often as I can, will say, hey, uh, you know Tal Bachman, right? And they'll go, it's Bachman. Is that done with? Like, can your dad spend a little marketing money and just get the name pronounced properly uh, with the media? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't really. Nobody cares in our family. Really? really? No, because I mean, it's so I mean, yesterday. It's a, well, yeah. I mean, originally you would have said Bachman, I guess. You know, like right. proper German. But in you know Canada, the the accent tends to change that vowel sound. Yeah. Go to the U.S. It's Bachman here. It's Bachman. Um, you have a guitar in your hand. Tell yes, it. I do. Do you know anything about this guitar? Yes, Just grab I it from. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, this began as uh, an actual. This was made in Japan yes. many years ago. Yes, it belongs to my dad, and I guess he wanted to kind of customize it, so he did radically customize and mod this thing. So he's kind of made it into his own. So you can see he actually had inlay. Oh, look at that! His initials up there. Right. A little R B on the on the headstock. A little fleur de lis. And he's got the binding. This uh, binding is new. I like stuff. it. Yeah. And he actually slimmed down the body. It used to be quite a bit deeper. Yeah. So he and cut it. He cut it. <coughs> I mean, that must have been like an incredible job by the luthier. You got the Does he have a favorite luthier? Yeah, yeah. He's got a, a lady in. A lady <laughs> luthier? I've never heard of a lady luthier. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, I haven't. Yeah, Serious. Yeah, yeah, she's a lady luthier. <laughs> what? You seem shocked. I am. I've never heard of a lady Luther. Almost horrified. Well, no, that's just sexist. (laughs) No, no, she's excellent, obviously. I mean, to to slice off the back of this guitar and then reattach it, it's like a brain transplant or something. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so. Anyway, Um, it was the only guitar that he had lying around his house this morning, so. What did you bring last time? It was this black number. The aluminum uh, trim. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember the okay. guitar. I don't know what it was, right. but this one—this one truly is a one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable, you know, gem. Yeah, yeah, invaluable kind of thing. Well, why don't we see what it sounds I like? To keep Tim away from. I want to I hear what it sounds like. What's it? <laughs> what's it sound like? Tell. Oh, that's what it sounds like. 
Oh, it's got a little grizzle to it. I was wondering how you would feel about doing a song right now. Well, yeah, I can do a few. Um, how many songs am I going to... we run out of time, dude. Well, how much time do we have? We got uh, 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Okay, we don't have a whole lot of time. Um, what do you mean? What? Really? He, yeah. I'm sorry. He wanted four I a, hours. I had a double album kind of prepared. <laughs> yeah. with the anthology. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, do you have a blues harp here? Are you kidding me? What? Why would you do that? It's in the truck. you got to let me know this ahead of time. Well, what key is it? It's the uh, standard E, e, uh, e split, whatever that is. Um, you mean the cross harp thing? Like, mm-hmm. what key can you play in? Um, well, it doesn't matter. It's in the truck, so. Well, I know we get some. I'm not going to. No. I'll just fake it. Here we go. Here we go. Go. Okay. So I'll tell you what. So this is like, I'll play you this song. Yeah. Since this this show began as a religious show, did it not before Are the, you going to chastise me before, before the, the slide the into slide immorality? Into Speaking yeah. of that, I forgot the. Anyway. So I was going to, you know, just bring you back on track. Yes. I'm going to play a little number what I wrote. Okay? It's based in a Bible passage, real famous part. <laughs> and um, Yes. And it's a kind of a traditional format, and there's a little break after every verse, and I need somebody to play a little blues harp or something like that. And I'll, I'll kind of cue you. I can and then it. I'll come back, and I'll do right. another verse, and it'll just go on for I'll that. bust out the Mills Brothers uh, voice trumpet yeah. slash blues and anybody, harp. And if anybody wants to do, like, the holy roll or shuffle or clap along. Uh-huh. Bring out a snake. Bust out a snake. <laughs> bust out a couple of box of snakes over there in the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Tal Backman on the Drew Marshall Show. Okay, this is called We Are Legion. I gotta blow this up. I heard a story about a troubled man. <laughs> Not even chains could hold him back. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He said, We are Legion and we can't be tamed. You know the story? demonic possession. No, we can't be tamed. He came from the mountains to the shore, possessed by demons, yeah, by the score. We are legion, we come from below, from the fiery furnace. Where the wicked go? Where the wicked go? Here we go. Where the wicked go? So Good. All them demons began to cry, telling Jesus. Cast them in the swine Cause they were legion Evil as could be And all them swine Drown in the sea Drown in the sea Drown in the sea Drown in the sea Take it away Now I got demons Of my own they got my body, yeah, they got my soul. Yes, they are legion. They got a hold on me. Now only Jesus can't set me free. 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 
You got to break down part. Yes, I got demons. Do you got demons? You got demons? I think I see some demons out there. <laughs> we all got demons. We all got demons. We all got demons. Yeah, in our soul. Well, that's the story of every man. The demons tempt him the best they can. Cause they are legion and they're everywhere. Trying to drag us to the devil's lair. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Backman on the Drew Marshall Show. Buddy, you do not suck. That's, well, it's kind of early for me to sing, so I, I don't know how I mean in my notes. It is early for you to sing, eh? Now, listen, as a as an entertainer, as a star, as a celebrity, as a as a as a man of leisure, uh, do you do you find yourself up late at night most nights, or are you a morning fella, eh? Because I, I mean, there's the Mormon, the ex-Mormon side of you probably had to get up real early and spend two or three hours with the Lord. To, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of that, and you know, I was in dad mode at the time. Yeah, you know those days are over. So. Yeah, you know yeah, so you no mean, longer have children. <laughs> yeah, they've disappeared. Um, Foster care is a beautiful thing. Well, isn't I it? mean, they're older now, right? So, oh, okay. Right. Um, no, I mean, um, yeah, I'm usually up pretty late. Yeah. Well, with the, my lady who you've met. I don't want to hear about her. Why not? She is such a great human being. Isn't Why are you with her? Sexy doll. Why are you with her? Um, rugby. When was the last time you played a real game of rugby? Oh, it was a few years ago, but I did go to touch last week to try Excuse to get back me? into shape. Touch rugby. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about your previous job. <laughs> we got into it with the guys in the locker room. You know, one thing led to another. Um, no, no, it was touch rugby, like two-hand summer touch. Right. Uh, the season's over, so... Um, and it's pretty cool. You get, like, first, literal, like, first-timers. Never touched a rugby ball, and there's guys from the national team running around who are. You Can know, they just hammer skilled. the rookies? Bullets two hand touch, right? Yeah, but accidentally hammer them. Uh, yeah, you get bumped sometimes because yeah. you're running. Guys are running full pace, and you Did, get a 240 pound one of these Pacific Islander guys yeah, who are big Maori like, boys. Yeah, and they're like genetic freaks of nature, yeah. right? They're so big and fast and quick. Yeah, they, it's incredible. That's so you, you do get uh, trampled sometimes. We're live in the studio with Mr. Tal Backman, and of course, uh, Tal is a musician, uh, just starting out in his career. And uh, we thanks wish, for having me, Drew. We wish him all Great the best. Wish him all the best. Tal, do you have any relatives that live in another country? Maybe any British relatives that you've come across? Uh, yeah, sort of. Right. Yeah. Is there one in particular that you would like to introduce us to? Where's this going? I'm on guard. What's going on? I, I'd like I to sense know, a trap. I would like to know about Mr. Starglow. What oh, is going guy. on with him? That guy. What is going on with him? The last time you, uh, Mr. Starglow and I talked, yeah. I was doing a little television show. He got you fired or something, <laughs> didn't you? He got me fired because Mr. Starglow came on with a ciggy and a, and a drink, and, yeah. and the God people freaked ruined, out, man. Ruined everything. Yeah. So what's going on with that dude? Um... Well, I'm just uh, uh, working on pilot script with a really talented guy who... By the way, we got to clear this up for the peeps. Uh, Tal has an alter, an alter ego. And, and yeah. how would you best describe... This is, this is turning into like the, what is it, the Three Faces of Eve or something. Yes, or it is. Movie. Yeah, uh, or a Brian Linehan interview. Well, I mean, the story is... Uh, well, you know, the, so anyway... The, the, no, do it. What's the story? <laughs> What's the story, well, Mr. Stark? I no longer identify as Tal Backman. Why know? not? Mr. Nice Guy, you know. It was Tal too nice of a man. Way too nice, yeah. And it didn't get him very far, did it? No way. No. 
two decades of you know hanging out here you know yeah. I've seen Wait, clips. You, I've seen clips of you with limousines and fur coats oh, yeah. and chicks oh, yeah. and ciggies and and you trashed a hotel room mm. one time, Mr. Starlow. Well, you know it's funny because um, <laughs> so what we're talking about is like um, you know so me and my partner working on this um, sort of comedy TV show idea, I, you know the transformation kind of nutty professor uh, story yeah. uh, where I stop identifying as myself after watching Caitlyn Jenner on television one day. <laughs> And um, I just begin to identify as a, as a you know global icon, British mm-hmm. rock star, mm-hmm. you know, and and it just starts to work. And so every you know, so the egomaniac prick who's taken over <laughs> Tal, um, all of a sudden everything starts to work in a in a cruel and unjust world. He becomes the rock and roll Donald Trump. Yeah. So um, I love it. I love it. But yeah, as I mean, uh, just along the lines of what you were saying, I, you know, as if you weren't cynical enough about the world. Throw on the aviators, throw on the you know whatever the, the faux boa. fox fur. Uh, it wasn't faux; it was an actual fox. <laughs> throw okay. on the throw fox. on the dead fox. Yeah, I'm walk smoking, around with a couple, couple of foxes. Smoking, I don't smoke. Drinking in public, yeah. acting like a complete, as they say in Britain, like, you know, yeah, prat, you know, yeah. absolute prick. Um, you know, limousines, and you know, girls are lining up. Yeah. Bouncers are letting us in. Yeah. No cover charge. They have no idea who I am. I'm pretending to be somebody that I'm not. We're, we have buddies filming it, right? Yeah. But they don't. They think everybody around thinks it's real. And we're really? just getting passes like you can't believe. <laughs> well, yeah, man, we got a VIP lounge up there if you guys want to sit down there. And that's, what, what was your name? Who's this guy again? You know, and then, of course, my buddies, my rugby buddies are at pretending to be my bodyguards. I have them in suits. They have like the in-ear pieces. they have in-ear pieces. Yeah. Well, some of them actually do bounce, right? Okay, so, yeah. The in-ear pieces that they've brought along. And do they talk like, into their wrist? They do, yeah. yeah. They talk into their wrist, and they're in communication, and the bouncer's guy, they're, they're cowed. And so they'll be like, uh, who, who is this? And What, you don't know who this is? No, no, it's Ian Starglow. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of He's, <laughs> he's rock, like the rock star. He's the guy with the thing. So, yeah, that's how we got all that. Wow, footage. wow. Well, I'm quite disturbed. And, yeah. I, and I don't want to speak of him anymore. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mr. Backman. Yeah. Do you have another song that you could do for us? Yeah. I mean, I could do another. Yeah. I mean. Yes, would yes, be the I answer. Could. Yes, okay. Um, what would be. Uh, can, you well, just check his, can you just check that drink, please? See, I, I want to know what he's drinking. I'm trying to think of a uh, Starglow song that I could do. Because I did write some Ian Starglow songs. Did you really? Yes, I did. Is there anything um, that comes to mind? <laughs> Well, see, I don't know if I can remember the lyrics. It's always my problem. But I mean, I could do. I did well, do, do a little. There's a little snippet. Yeah, I'll do a little excerpt. Yes. I did do. Um, well, I wrote one erotic dance song. Of course, you did. Um, uh, called Master. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you know, a bit hot for this show. It might possibly. be a bit hot yeah. for this show. Yeah, it's uh, right. It's uh, you've already got me fired from one show. I don't need another one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's, there's nothing graphic in it. It's, 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 uh, anyway, you know, it's very. Do you uh, have any kids. leftover Mormon uh, values, uh, Tal Backman? Um, any? Well, I was in character. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so right, I, you know, I had right. to go with what the role required. Anyway, yeah. so I can do a little bit of Master, which is like Please. the erotic dance song, and it's the, it's the moment in this drama, which again, I'm I, I don't think I mentioned. I'm writing the the script now with uh, Jerry Swallow, a guy who, who a talented screenwriter guy who wrote uh, the Ice Age sequel and stuff okay. like that. So Ooh. this this particular song is sort of the moment where um, Ian, who has become this sort of soulless 
you know, very kind of mercenary lady killer has started to fall for this loyal Japanese woman who is doing everything for him. I hate him. when that happens. I hate when that happens. <laughs> and, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, live on the Drew Marshall Show for the very first time, Mr. Ian Starglow. on the Drew Marshalls over it. the very first time. What a... Uh, it was an abbreviated version of that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even when you're putzing around, you're good. This, mm. this is disturbing. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can use that. Yeah, I'll use it. <laughs> Put it in the trailer, the please, promo clip. Please do. Please do. What I want to know from you is... Um, because I know a little bit of the story, but just because we're doing this whole segment about you, I think we should bring the rest of the gang up to speed. Yeah. Um, do you think there's God? Sometimes I do. Well, I, you know, I mean, I'm pro I mean, you know, I, what can I say? I mean, you know, you I, spent how many me, years thinking there was a God? Being yeah. sure there was a God. How many years? Yeah. How many yeah, years? Many years. 30 something years. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, so we're, you know, we're trapped on a floating rock surrounded by other floating rocks. And there's, there ain't nothing out there that, I mean, you just go on forever and there's no life on any other planet and there's just no explanation. Nihilism so 101. Well, okay. So, you know, but, but then, well, then, it, well, then it's like, well, yeah, but then how, where did life begin? Was it an accident or whatever? Well, it doesn't seem like it would be an accident. So right. you, then you kind of go down that road. On the other hand, then you have the, uh, well, if there is a God, why would he stand by and let all of these terrible things happen? Right. So you went, wind up thinking like, well, there's either... There was either a creator who's now adopted a non-interventionist policy, 
you know, or aliens watching a reality TV show. Yeah. Let's create a race uh, and put it on a planet and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Can you just do that? Yeah. Um, laugh one more time. Yeah. Please? I mean, so who knows? So in the end, in the end, you have lots of question marks, and then you have rugby and Jack Daniels and rock and roll and and a beautiful woman by your side. Yeah. Da 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 da. Yeah. Are do, are you bitter? Are you a, are you an ex religious bitter dude? Um, because I'm not. No, not in the way that you're. Suggesting. No, because listen, if somebody buys into a belief system, a tribe is part of a tribe for so many years, and then comes to a point where they go, "Dang, uh, there might be something, but this ain't it." Usually, that follows with a little bit of um, uh, skepticism, cynicism. No. Yeah, usually. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, when it comes to people that have left religions and Mormonism in particular, there, there seems to be this uh, conflation between, um, you know, whether it's true and whether it's useful. Right. And, you know, it, it, it always gets mixed up with these people. Um, uh, these people, you know, I mean, you people, you people, those people um, out there. Yeah, I mean, just because something is not true, just because a belief is not true, does not mean that it's not adding value to your life, right? But, but if it sells if, itself as true and it's not true, then believing it would make it weird. Yeah, like for me, it matters because I don't want to spend my life believing in something that's not true. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I left the Mormon Church because it wasn't true, not because I, I had any particular problem with being a Mormon. Right. Mormonism, in many ways, um, works for people right and certainly for some people who like absolutely need mormonism did they ever try to get you back well oddly and i'm almost sort of you know sort of insulted by this <laughs> they, don't, almost... they didn't care at all <laughs> well you know i i mean everybody that walks away i mean they get the, the big outreach thing we need you back and da, da 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 i had one guy come over very nice fella very dear man um yeah. one of my friends um bit older than I was, uh, comes over to my house and tries to talk to me about it. And, you know, and that was it. And I don't know. I think it might have been, um, just to complete the thought, I think it might have been that because within, literally within three weeks of me realizing that the Mormon church was not, could not possibly be what it claims to be, even if we could say it was a great thing. I mean, it's a whole other question. But it just wasn't what it claimed to be. And I happened to let on to people that I knew. Like, over 40 people left the Mormon church. Because of you? Well, not because of me. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't strictly, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my fault that it was a fraud. But I was the catalyst to them kind of saying, well, wait a second, what did you find? And then they, I mean, you know. You were the rat. Yeah, I just gave them a heads up. I'm like, you know what? Like, Joseph Smith did not tell the truth about his experiences. I'm not saying you can't be a Mormon. I'm not saying you can't even love it uh, or, you know, whatever. I'm just saying he did not tell the truth about his experiences. You can know that. It's black and white. He started this religion in an age of widespread literacy. You can actually go to Mormon scholars themselves, put it, all the his, history work they've done, yeah. lay it out on a table. It's crystal clear. Okay, so. what led you to actually do the research and dig in? Because you did a ton of research. You didn't just, you know, uh, read what other people have said. You went to primary source material. You did a ton of research. And that takes a lot of effort and a lot of drive. Why? Um, well, I well, it was the... <laughs> what was the catalyst? I, okay, well, honestly, you know, the truth is, is I... I, I, I I, you know, I was in a growing branch, uh, kind of like a predecessor to a full-blown kind of official congregation, and um, 
So, um, and we were just kind of getting everything sorted. We had like 80, 90, almost 100 people coming out. So I said to the leader of the branches, I said, you know, we don't, we've never actually had adult Sunday school because we haven't had an opportunity to have like the full set of meetings. Yeah. If you want, I'll, I'll teach adult Sunday school. And I, and I said that because, you know, I was really into the church. I was really conscientious. I was a completely sincere believer. And I'd spent my entire life going to lousy adult Sunday school classes in the Mormon church, right? Yeah. People that didn't really prepare. Flamboard. Yeah, fl- following <laughs> the lesson manual. And, and, and it's just dry. Dry as a bone. It's just very boring. So I was like, you know, I'm, I, w- I would love to do the uh, try my hand at adult Sunday school. We'll start at the Old Testament. I'll get super into it. I'm going to make these the most thought-provoking, incisive. We're going to lay the whole gospel out. And by the time we're done man we're gonna understand everything we're gonna know we're gonna know some hebrew we're gonna know some aramaic come on oh yeah and And even that new language they used in the early americas no okay esperanto what are you you talking (laughs) about anyway um yeah, and so that was. I started to do the research, and I mean, I thought I knew. I'd read hundreds of books from the church, and I just had never put it together. And I started to find not not flaws in Joseph Smith's character, huh. okay, which you're immunized against as a Mormon, you know. And you know, it wasn't about that. It was about claims that he had made about how the Book of Mormon came into being, or the Book of Moses, right. which is another book of scripture, or the Pearl of Great Price. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's and it's it's. It's, it's a. Uh, I mean, what happened there? What rights. happened to your brain right there? You just went somewhere. Well, you went I, six I, I, different I, I, places. Well, I mean, well, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, in the end, when you're looking at the evidence, yeah, there is no way, literally, physiologically, no way, no matter how good you are at contorting your brain into pretzels, to continue to believe that, <laughs> you know, he, the, you know. I, to spare you all the details, please. That some of these fundamental claims are what are true. Right, right. Okay. There's just no way. Okay. The jig is up. Let it's me, like, l- let me you've just... seen the videotape. You've seen the fingerprints, the DNA. You have a signed confession. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's no question anymore. If somebody really wants to ask you questions about what you discovered and what your journey was, and maybe they're a Mormon, maybe they're just curious or whatever, what happens when people reach out to you? Do you ignore them or do you, do you go like copy, paste, send? Here's no, my I, stuff. No, I... I... Why, and why haven't you written a book about this? Because if, you've, if you had done the research and you're Tal Backman and you can write a book and say, okay, I've been out now. It's not really a vindictive thing. I got a little distance behind me. and But I think this is important for people to know. Put it out there. Yeah, maybe I could. I mean, I don't know. I was... I- one of the reasons I didn't was because I was trying to keep my then family together, my then marriage together. Yeah. So that was like pretty time consuming. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I was reeling, you know, sure. I mean, I was just, but that's what I'm saying. Now that the time has passed, man. Yeah. Maybe I could. I mean, I will say though, that, that there have been other books that I probably would have, you know, I would have liked to have written word for word that are already out already there. Are so there. I don't really know. Yeah. But it's not your journey. So yeah, anyway, I mean, one, one last thing on this. What? For, okay, for anybody, anybody interested in this, yes. there's a, a wonderful book written by um, an LDS, uh, longtime LDS institute instructor named Grant Palmer called An Insider's View we of had him Mormon on the show. Origins. Did you? Yeah. Was I, I wasn't there, though. That I time, think you were it? part of... No. Uh, dude, you've been on the show so many times. Yeah, it's I don't just think I was blending on, into one irritating mess. No, I think I would remember yeah. that. But that's a very good book. An Insider's View of Mormon Origins. He's a guy who's clearly desperate to keep on believing, but he just walks you through how it is known that this stuff didn't actually right, happen. Right. Can you go to my website, Timmy, and just type in Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, because, you know, he's a teacher. He doesn't know how to spell. Um, all right. Folks, that rant was brought to you by Tal Backman, your Facebook page. It's simply Tal Backman, and that's really where you are these days. If somebody wants to find you, they go to your Facebook page. True story? Yeah, I guess so. Just 
Yeah, if you want to, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, good hit, talk. Hit me up on Facebook. Yeah, okay, good. Um, can you do a song, please? Yeah, sure. What are you going to do? Um, how much time do we have? We've got uh, six minutes. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do it. Dude, you can play. I just I just thought you were a pop shtick, but you are a pop shtickle. <laughs> so okay, so I'm gonna play a I'll play another song from this other project that I'm working, which we you know we don't need to get into okay. today. But if people like it and they want to be part of the secret army to set this up and secret make this army. real, secret army, they can send me a little note on Facebook. Are there? Put them on the secret army list to get an armband. Uh, it's all sorts of perks. Okay. And what's this song called? It's called Red Devil. Ladies and gentlemen, live in the Drew Marshall Show, Mr. Tal Backman. Whoa, Red. Whoa, whoa, Red. Whoa, Red Devil gonna kill me dead. He's coming for me for the life I've led. Whoa, Red Devil gonna kill me dead. Gold. I did everything that I'd been told. I read that good book, prayed each night, swore I'd always do what's right. Jug of whiskey to my lip And the more I drank Well, the more I would thirst My life went from bad to worse Oh, red, oh, oh, red Oh, red devil gonna kill me dead He's coming for me for the life I've led Oh, red devil gonna kill me dead Desperate, I'd had enough. I stood up straight and I fired my gun. I grabbed that money and began to run. It took a man's life from my own foul gain. His wife and kids will never be the same. Oh, red, oh, oh, red, oh, red devil gonna kill me dead. He's coming for me for the life I've led. Oh, red devil gonna kill me. So I live with the shame inside But there ain't no way to escape my doom Oh, red devil gonna get me soon Oh, red, oh, oh, red Oh, red devil gonna kill me dead 
is coming for me for the life I've led. Oh, red devil gonna kill me dead. Whoa, red. Whoa, red. Whoa, red devil gonna kill me dead. He's coming for me for the life I've led. Whoa, red devil gonna kill me dead. Gonna kill me dead. Oh, red, whoa, red, red devil gonna kill me dead. Red devil gonna kill me dead. Oh, red, whoa, red, red devil gonna kill me dead. The new theme song of the Drew Marshall Show. Right there, buddy. Right there. You, man, okay, so uh, that's... Join the army. What's that? Join his army. Yes, join the Red Army. No? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really well done, man. Really well done. You know, we can, can I... Uh, we want to put your guitar aside, and if you don't mind hanging around for a little bit, what we'd like to do is at the end of the show, we're going to finish the show, if you don't mind, with another song from you. Would yes, that be okay? Yeah, sure, yeah. Because right now we have to move on to bigger, more important people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Bob Thurman. Bob Thurman. That's a, a serious. He's a big guy. He's a big dude. Jordan Let, Peterson. Got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, maybe got a little tune for us. What do you think? Oh, you're going to play that one? Are you? No, do you no, mind? I, I have two. I have, yeah? I have one that doesn't usually get played. I like yeah, that let's one. play that one. Because I'm sick of She's So High. Okay. I'm just sorry, Tal. I mean, you know, I know you make a little coin, a little club. scratch from it. but. Yeah, join the club. <laughs> What a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you very, very much. Please stay with us. We beg you. Please, please stay with us. Just stay. stay.